the views and opinions expressed on Deliberately Linked are entirely those of the host, who are completely responsible for all show content. These views and opinions are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure in any way any kind of condition, or to promote any specific lifestyle, belief, religion, political affiliation, or personal practice. Nor is the information presented deemed to be accurate or verifiable. What is up, deliberately linked viewers? Lace them up and lock it in. Because on today's show, my brother Mark's going to talk about what it means to be colorblind. Are you colorblind? I hope not. I hope you're not colorblind. Uh-oh. Um, and that, I meant like in real life. <laughs> I hope you can see the beautiful <laughs> colors of everything. Correct. But yeah. we're going to talk about something a little different with it. We are. Okay, a little bit different with that. Um, and I hope you stick around to hear that. I really do, because it's going to be a twist that probably most of you have never thought of, um, but yet it's become almost like an epidemic in our society. Yeah. So it, it will be interesting. I promise you that. There's some statistical data I'm going to share with you guys today that I think uh, most people find kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. You know, when, when you texted me your topic this morning, colorblind, I was like, whoa, I feel like this could go a lot of ways. Yeah. And so I, I really have no idea, but I'm excited to see what yeah, you're something, today. Uh, I just feel like he's laid on my heart, and we're going to yeah. talk about it, so... But before we get there, we're going to talk about uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. Opportunities. Um, and I think the listener needs to realize something. I think people get caught in this. And I want to take this really quick to a sports you know, adage here because yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. Dan Marino went to one Super Bowl. I think it was like yeah. his second or third year in the league. Okay. And he tells everybody, I always thought I'd get back. And he never did. Right. So I'm here to tell you guys, opportunities do not come around every day. Um, and I think that's where we're going to go with this. You need to take advantage of stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where you take us on that journey. Yeah. It's all about making some noise. Yeah. But before we get going, guys, Visionary Meals, thank you again for sponsoring this show. Uh, excited to guys, ha- excited to have you on with us here today. A healthy meal prep service, guys, providing locally grown and raised, farm-raised products um, uh, for, for you guys while you're on the go, keeping you on track of your diet, um, providing the utmost convenience, guys. What, so what's so nice about Visionary Meals is, you know, so many meal prep companies out there bring a fantastic product. They really do. Yeah. Um, but where it becomes unaffordable, Visionary Meals has pickup locations uh, via gym, uh, via supplement shots like we have touched on before, where it completely waives the shipping costs that you you can send your meals to those pickup locations, yeah. um, and it completely waives the shipping costs, and grab your meal out of the fridge, grab and go, no transactions done at that location, has your whole order there, um, seamless, smooth. Um, You're talking about saving dollars per meal. Yeah. I mean, we're not totally. talking about cents. We're talking about saving dollars sure. per meal. So that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, the meals are fantastic. Yeah. I don't know how to tell anybody other than that, man. It's, right. When you're a meal, any type of meal company, your product, it better be good. For sure. Because that's like your business card. And Visionary Meals does produce a really good product. Yeah. Very good tasting product. Yep. So thanks for being with us today, Visionary Meals. The power of actions. Guys, the power of actions. Controlling what you can control. So now, hey, we touched on this a couple weeks yeah. ago of taking control that's of your right. control. Um, I'm going to put a little bit twist. I'm going to put a twist on it now. Of you know, you can only take control um, to a certain degree to where there becomes a point in time where you can only control what you can control. Yeah, not everything's controllable. Correct. Not everything. Yeah. So you know, things that you can control as you're as you're sitting there listening to this, you know, your work ethic. You know, oh, work yeah. ethic is something that you have complete control over. You have complete control of your work ethic. You have complete control over your timeliness. Uh, being, being somewhere on time, you know, whatever it might be. And then, you know, other things you can control of respect for others, guys, these all, there's, there's so many things you can control in your life that apply, um, in every aspect. Well, there's far more things that actually you can control than most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where we went with those, those topics. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely correct. There is definitely an arena, uh, and a variety of things that are out of your control. Yeah. I mean, we're not being unrealistic here. We're correct. not saying that you can magically do everything. Right. Um, no, no, but, not yeah. at all. Not at all. But so you control basically being, bringing your best package. And that's kind of what I'm going to get in here um, here in a second for you guys on, on what, it, what it means when you do bring your best package and, and truly what kind of noise are you making for, for yourself. Because after, the, after that, the noise that you made, is, it's not necessarily always up to you if it's heard. Oh, yeah. You know, you can, you can go into somewhere and make a, a huge impact um, whatever it might be, sports, business, uh, life, you know, whatever it is, you, you can bring your best package, but sometimes it's just not received maybe the way that you hope it's going to be received 
or maybe it's just not what someone's looking for. And so, you know, something I'm going to, I'm going to probably talk real quick about the, 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 the devils of social media. And that would be, I think the number one, the worst social media platform out there right now is Snapchat. Um, so much, you know, evil and sin is, I, I feel like is, uh, on a daily basis, pass through Snapchat, and I, obviously I'm not going to go into details about that. But one good thing that Snapchat does that does offer. Um, are you familiar with Snapchat, Mark? If you can't see me, the look <laughs> I just gave him is like really okay. Really, real quick. I have no idea. Real quick, viewers, I know you know this, but um, Snapchat is you can send you know pictures to people, and they they the idea of it is they disappear in a, in a lot. This is exactly of why my children don't have it. Yes. They, yes, exactly. So um, people unfortunately use it for. The, yeah, I have a beautiful wrong. daughter. Yeah, no, she no. should have, no. have Snapchat. <laughs> but um, I will find you. Okay, I'm straight up Liam Nilsson on that. I will, find, I will you. find you. I love it. I love it. But anyway, so what Snapchat has is it it has like a subscription area um, on the app to where you can watch like news stations, um, places like Barstool Sports that post just funny clips. Sure. Uh, you know, diff- all kinds of different people trying to you know people. It's so funny you bring this up because we're going to be talking about this later. <laughs> Again, hundred well, percent guaranteed. Promise you. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, so. And people do like there's there's this one I actually follow. Well, Dude Perfect's one. These guys just do re- ridiculous sh- trick shots and stuff like that. Just entertaining it's stuff. It's actually a group of Christian guys. They that are. went to Texas A and M. They are. Yeah, great. I guys. only know that because of that. So yeah, no doubt. Um, but something that Snapchat has been doing these these past couple well past couple days is it it they're the NFL teams are they they have previews of all the training camp that's going on right yeah. now. Um, so they, they show fun little highlights of, you know, different athletes competing for a, a role on the team, um, and just different highlights of, you know, the NFL organization, you know, as a whole, and just, it kind of, it just, it basically hypes up, Hey, the season's coming, gets, oh, yeah. gets everyone gets excited. You know, I think it's a really cool thing, um, that, Snapchat social media is offering and that, you know, all these organizations have bought into that and just truly sharing, you know, everything that's going on for, for them, um, you know, as, as an organization. Um, but I was, I was watching that the other day and I was, I was watching a, a, a quick interview of, I think it was the Cardinals coach. Um, and he was talking about, he was talking about some of his, his players, you know, competing, competing for a position yeah. not only on the team but a position on the field and just a little fun fact for you guys so when training camp starts only 90 guys only 90 players um are basically on the on the team at that point they're on the roster on at the that roster point. Correct. correct so 90 guys are on the team so after training camp of the roster that is for the season it's a 53 man roster yeah. so, so there's there's three cuts yes the, yeah, three what there's three cuts to get from 90 to 53. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So and that's so that's 37 guys. 37. Gone. No jobs. Yeah. Cut. So that's right. Um, I was I was kind of, you know, thinking about that, and it, it actually brought me back to um, Wittenberg, um, and you know, a very similar you know mindset going into training camp at Wittenberg as a freshman, and I'm looking at these. I'm like, okay, college football is obviously a lot more different than what these guys. I mean, these guys they're their careers, their life, I mean, in a way, depends on the guys that the are getting cut. The guys that are getting cut could play on any college team in the country. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. The elite of the elite. But these guys, 37 guys on each roster from the start are going to be searching for a job here in a, in a couple months or yeah. whenever that cutoff officially cut and off. And the only the job they've known for the last 10 years is, is playing football. football. Yep. Yeah, so it, it truly, it if you wrap your mind around, like, just the the impact that it can have uh, positive or negative on your life. It's, oh, yeah. It's, you, you wrap your mind around how these guys are going in day in and day out of like, I have one shot at this. I'm yeah. either going to make some noise or I'm not. Going into my freshman year um, at Wittenberg for football, I, I knew I was, I was a nobody. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched uh, or listened to episode one, I encourage you guys to go, go back and listen to that really story. Really do. It's great information. Um, of, of just how I was a nobody at that time. Um, but I knew, you know, after really after my freshman year, I was like, if I, if I ever want the opportunity to, to see the field and have an impact um, for the Wittenberg Tigers, I'm going to have to find a way to make some noise. I need to make a name for myself. 
There's no, there's no other way about it. I, I, have, I have to do something for these coaches to recognize me because I'm, I, not only that, my freshman class, we walk in, you guys have heard this multiple times, we've walked in with 90 guys. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. nobody right now. Yeah. Like, you, you have to find a way. I had to find a way to stand out. And so, so, so just quick background, background for you guys um, on how I took the opportunity for myself to make some noise in that program after our freshman year, going into going, is freshman year off season, so we're in the off season going into our sophomore year. Um, we're we're doing the off season program, and at the beginning of the off season, you do pre testing, then you do post testing. Yep. Um, pretty standard across the board for most. All programs. the way down to high school, we do the same thing. Yes, exactly. Yep. Um, but you know, one thing I knew I was always. I was good at was dips. Um, at this point in my career, you know, I was still fairly light. Um, I, I didn't put on the size that I put on later in my career. Um, and so before, before I went and did my, my reps for dips, you know, they just count how many dips you can do. And I, just for the heck of it, I go over and look at the, the record board because there's a big record board in our weight room. And I go over and I, <clears throat> I look at it and I saw it was like uh, 81 dips or something like that. Uh, Which is a ton of dips. If you've never done a dip, yeah. 81 dips is a lot That's of dips. That's a ton of dips. And don't get me like these coaches, full reps. I mean, yeah, you're I all was, the way down. I was watching them not count reps for guys because they weren't locking their arms out, et cetera. Yeah. So I look at that board. And I was like, I'm going to beat that. I'm going to go beat that number. And I, my name gets called up. You know, there's only a few stations. So you got a lot of your guys rallying around you. Um, you know, obviously, as you get going, you know, not much noise is being made. But as you start getting into 30, 40, 50, 60 dips, you got the team starting to rally behind you. Oh, they're excited. And I'm hitting yeah. 60, 70 dips, and I got guys screaming in my ear, like, come on, Link, you got this. Keep grinding, keep going. You know, just getting after it. And I'm starting to feel the energy. And and I, I black out at this point. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm just in the zone right now. I'm repping them out. I'm repping them out. I have no idea where I was. And, you know, I, I, I finish. I, I drop down of just, like, pure exhaustion. My, oh. my triceps are cramping and stuff yeah. like that. Arms are dead. And I, I look to the coach that was counting, and, and I, I go, how many did I get? And he goes, he goes, 89. And I go, let's go, baby. I just broke the record. I just broke the record. I was so stoked. I was like, yeah. let's go. And that guy's jumping on me. is like, and that, that feeling of, like, okay, I just made some noise. Yeah. I just made some noise. I didn't have any other option. Now they know your name. Now they know who now I am. Now they know your name. And, and, and later in, in, the, in, the, in that offseason as well, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity again with the same mindset going into it. It was like, okay, dip record's one thing, uh, but we do this Ironman challenge at the end mm. of the offseason. And it basically what it is, it's dips again uh, with curls, uh, squat, clean press, and a bench. It's basically um, from your body weight, there's a certain amount of weight on the bar and how many reps you can Percentages. Get. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Um, and I ended up winning that as well. So I was like... Feeling pretty confident, you know, going into preseason. We had a preseason meeting, and <clears throat> coach pulls me aside, my position coach, and he goes, uh, we, we're talking about the offseason and, and everything, and you're like, he goes, Link, you, uh, you had quite the offseason, you know, proud of you, way to grind, you know, definitely can see some leadership in you. Uh, coaches are definitely talking. Committed. Correct. And I go, that's fantastic. I appreciate that, Coach. Thank you so much. And he goes, hey, we're actually going to move you um, to outside linebacker. I'm like, okay, let's go, baby. Let's go. I mean, whatever. I just want to see the field. Now, did that mean I was like, okay, sweet, I just got a starting position? No. But with that meeting and with that acknowledgement of the coaches saying, hey, we're going to move him, they're like, they put their eyes on, on myself, and they're like, we can potentially see a future well, with this kid here. It's not that just that. As an ex-coach, there's times where we'll look at players and they're like, look, currently this is why we brought him in here. Right. Um, I don't have space there. Right. But I need to get this guy in the field. <clears throat> Correct. So we could tweak this, move this. Yes. He's also shown us that he can do what we need him to do, but yeah. we need to get this guy in the field. That's what happens. And I think right. the important part about the, a lot of the important part about this conversation where some people will get this wrong there's two types of people. There, there's sayers and there's doers. Mm -hmm. Don't get caught being a sayer. No. I mean, you could have spent your off season running your mouth. You know, what <laughs> right. I mean, I, I've been in our high school locker room and yeah. weight room for years, and I've got a lot of guys that come in. They want to talk to me the entire time we're in there. Guess what? I, I like the guy that's over there sweating his butt off, and I haven't heard a word out of him. Those are the guys I'm watching. Yeah. Don't be a sayer. Be a doer. Yeah. You know that you're you're making noise. Making noise isn't necessarily how loud you are. No. Making noise is what is the reaction I'm creating. Yes. yes. I'm actually I'm glad you made that point because 
to reiterate that, yes, yeah. it's not you being a loud mouth and getting everyone to look at you and just it's being creating this the ripple. Guy. Yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm creating the ripple. I'm, I'm causing a positive disturbance for sure that brings positive attention to myself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, for my athletes, guys, you know, be be that guy in the room where yeah. don't don't be the guy that needs to talk, but be the guy that needs to well, talk I don't through care. his I don't, actions. I don't care what arena you're in. I don't care if you're a garbage man. I don't. Correct. I don't yeah. care if you're a construction worker. I don't care if you're a lawyer. I don't mm-hmm. corporate. America, I don't care what you're in. Every job has an opportunity right. with, a, with a ladder, a growth ladder. It's going to be up to you how you move up that ladder. Right. And I promise you, if you spend your time jockeying, trying to use your verbal skills, you're moving up that ladder is going to take a heck of a lot longer than if you just keep your mouth shut, put your head down to the grindstone, Correct. and you start making positive movements. Yes, You do that, you're going to take notice because the best thing in the world Best thing in the world is when people are like, I don't know who that guy is. Who's that? What's his name? Yeah. I don't know who that girl is. What's her name? Right. That's when you know you've made a movement because now they're like, dude, I don't even know who this male or female is, mm-hmm. but I like what I'm seeing. Correct. That's the noise that you need to make. Yeah. You're not doing this so you can get that everyday pat on your back. We're not looking at it. We're looking long term. Yeah. 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 And and kind of to wrap the, that little story up is, you know, I was – I walk into the, the cafeteria after I, I think I want for some Iron of that Man. delicious college oh, food. God. Yeah. <laughs> so There's no visionary meals down at Wit. Nah, they ain't got that. <laughs> but man, if they did, <laughs> man, if they want to just give us a call, we can take care of that. I know a guy, <clears throat> but, uh, I was, you know, I was walking actually with one of the, he, he was a student coach, um, at the time just graduated actually. And he just, he just said, Hey, you know, don't, he looked at me, he said, don't stop what you're doing. Oh yeah. You're, you, you have been heard, um, but it, it's, it's time to show out now. It's, you got to show out. And so, you know, walking away from that, it was, you know, it, I knew I, I, had, I took my opportunity to make some noise, um, and I, I ran with it like, like yeah. Mark was talking about there. So, you know, as individuals, <clears throat> sometimes in life we only get one shot, though. And a lot of times in life and you get one shot. that's usually how it works. You get one shot. Yeah. For someone to, to know who you are, learn who you are, hear about you, whatever it might be. And so for athletes, you know, you have to understand when the eyes are on you, <laughs> you better step it up. You better step it up. And so from some of my athletes, you know, because I know we got a lot of high schoolers that listen to this. And um, my athletes that have a desire to maybe go, go to the next level and play college ball. So you're going, you're going to college camps or wherever you're going. That one shot that I'm talking about is when you're lining up you know, under center or you're lined up in shotgun, getting ready to take your rep and, and throw it to a, on a one-on-one coverage. And that coach is walking around with a clipboard. You know, that one time you probably only have one shot where he walks over, he finds the name on your shirt. He finds he, and he finds your name and who you are and he'll watch your one rep. That's it. You have one shot. And you're shot. there for four hours. And yeah, exactly. Make the most of it. Students, you know, whatever it might be, whether you're a student or, um, applying for a position, um, wow your teacher, wow, wow your authority, um, or change the mind that they maybe have already assumption that they've already made, made about you in, in, a pre, in a paper or in a presentation. Um, I'll never forget my senior year. Um, if you guys know me, uh, school has just never been like, you know, what I, what I get on fire for. And, you know, I've always, sure. I'll, I'm proud to say, you know, in college, I actually never skipped a class, um, never missed a class. And in college, that's what people do. They skip. Um, I don't know why, but they do. Um, but I, I, I kind of looked at it as a challenge. I was like, okay, you all are skipping. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not skip just because, you know, I, I thrive off discipline, I guess. But you know, so school was never my like. It never just fired me up. But I never missed a class. And you know, as one in one of my sociology classes, um, it was at the end of the year. We were doing a, a proctor, a presentation of some sort, and we had a specific topic. And we picked our own topics, and mine was, man, this was a few years ago, but it, it, it was basically how Christ has, has intervened and become involved in the heroin epidemic. Um, there's, a, there's an organization out there, and guys, forgive me, I'll, um, I'll, I'll shoot a text to Lincoln and see if you can throw it up on the screen. Um, but it, there's a heroin epi- uh, organization um, where Christ is basically getting involved with these individuals that, you know, struggle with heroin and stuff sure. like that. Um, and how Christ has actually intervened in these times to save so many people. It's such a, it was such a cool topic. Um, but long story short, guys, you know, again, I had, I had my professor, he liked me. We had a great relationship, but, um, I always got the, the feeling of was like, okay, this is just a jock football player, yeah. smaller school. Everyone knows, you know, what sports you play, this and that. 
Um, you know, I, I didn't think I had a bad taste in my mouth for my professor, but I just don't think he looked at me. It was like, okay, I'm going to prepare this this individual uh, for four years or six more years of schooling and graduate school or something like that. Sure. You know, and I gave that presentation and he, he pulled me aside after my presentation and said, hey, Josh, um, I actually have a great opportunity for you. There's a sociology conference in Indiana. I would like I would love for you to go pre- present on your topic. And I was just like, first blown away. I was like, who, me? <laughs> like, what, me? I didn't come here to play school. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I didn't end up doing it. I just didn't work out in my schedule and, and everything that was going on. But, you know, I also, I wanted to give that example to you guys. Is It's those little things in life that where if you are presented with an opportunity and you have one shot to make some noise, make some noise. I took that with that opportunity, uh, whether I intended to or not, but I just brought my A game and I wanted to bring the, my well, best you always package. Should. You always should. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you got to put your, I mean, guys, this is an old saying. My mom says, put your best foot forward. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, people will invest in those in which they see investing in themselves. Correct. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. Like a lot of people listen to like, okay, well, you're really good at work, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. But then you're missing the whole part of the story. Right. The reality is, is there's an entire group of adults who are very good at what they do because somewhere they put their best foot forward and now they're coaching at a college rank yeah. and they're saying, oh, here's a kid investing in himself. We didn't, we didn't do all this. He did this. Yeah. Okay, now it's our turn. Right. Now we can take this and move with that. Correct. You, he built the foundation. Now let's help him finish it. For sure. That's what you got to do. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So as I conclude this topic, guys, you know, okay, all, you know, great stories, Josh, whatever. Um, stop talking about yourself. How, I guess you could sit there and be like, okay, how? How, oh. how, how do, how do I, how do I do this? You know, how... I would hope our listeners at this point in time would understand how easy of an answer this is. It, it really is. It, I'm so glad you said that, Mark, because if you're sitting there asking yourself, okay, like, how do I, this how do I what make episode, some noise? This is episode five? Episode so five, if, yeah. if you've listened to episode one through four, you should know the answer to this question. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I guess I'm, I'm kind of curious where your mind's at with this now because I, I know where my mind I, – I, guys, I, I, before I presented this topic, I went on a long walk, and I was just like – for the viewers, for you guys listening, it was like, what if if you're sitting there and wondering how how do I how do I give myself the opportunity to make some noise? Um, you know, I'm gonna share basically two words, um, two words I base that have probably gotten me where I am today, um, and will continue to get me you know through the rest of life. Um, <clears throat> and those two words are hard work. Yeah, yeah. hard work. Yeah. I guys, I don't care what anybody says, you know, whether your hard work pays off when you want it to or not. Um, I believe I'm a firm, firm believer that hard work will always prevail. Yeah, it will always prevail. And I actually it's funny. I, I shared that story of my successes and I ended up having more successes in college. But um, let's just, I'll just put it, I did not have the career that I, that I thought I would have, that I thought I was going to have in college. I mean, I wasn't an All-American. Um, I, you know, I, I had, I, don't get me wrong, I contributed to the team um, in many aspects and, and, and had a ton of success. I was a runner-up for um, a captain role. Um, a coach pulled me aside and, and actually shared that with me. Um, but I actually walked away from college looking back at it and it was like, I worked harder than any guy on that team, hands down. I will, I will, I will tell any guy um, to their face, any of, you, any of you Tigers listen to this, I love you all, uh, but I, I knew I was the hardest worker in the room at all times. And I think a lot of guys on, on, on my we'll team say that. would agree. say the same thing. Um, Sometimes, though, man, you can't choose genetics. <laughs> that's true, I'm sure. Uh, but, no, I, I walked away saying, I'm like, wow, all that hard work that I did in it, it didn't pay off like I thought it was. No, that hard work that I instilled in myself then yeah, is now paying, paying off, off today. That's, and it will pay off tomorrow and the time after that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways for a lot of people, and, and we're thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, I have yet to meet a, a child, hmm. and I'm talking elementary age, that yeah. does not have aspirations. Right. Yet to. I have five of my own. Mm-hmm. Okay, they all want to be weird things. Yeah. You know, astronauts and... Right. You know, uh, Dr. Poole, you know, vets, yeah. weird things. Um, they all have aspirations. I, I'll tell you where most of all of these things fail. 
Okay, there's, there's two categories of this. Either A, someone tells you it'll never happen and you start believing it, mm-hmm. or B, you don't put in the hard work to make it done. Correct. Because I'm here to tell you, when people say you can do whatever you want to do, you can be whatever you want to be, they're not lying to you. What, what the fine print that they aren't reading to you is, you can do whatever you want to do, you can be whatever you want to be, it's just going to be really daggum hard. Mm-hmm. So it's whether or not you're willing to put that part into it. Okay, that's what it comes down to. I on the one I, I on one side of all things will tell you this at, at all times this if it requires hard work which most things do if you want to accomplish something that requires hard work yeah you better be passionate about it yeah because if you're not passionate about it that little fire that you have in the beginning it's going to die out really no quick doubt. no doubt okay <laughs> so the two things is believe in yourself and prepare yourself to work that hard for sure and be passionate about what you're doing. Then, then you're going to be motivated to finish it. Because I guarantee you, there are times in your career, I can think of many stories from my career mm-hmm. where you're just like, I, I just, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh, bro. Cannot do this Almost anymore. Almost every day. You know sometimes. what I mean? And you, and you are the only one that can pick yourself out of that gutter. Correct. You're like, man, you got to snap out of it. Mm-hmm. You got to snap out of it. You know what I mean? So people have to understand that. I mean, everybody has aspirations, but those aspirations come at a cost. Yeah. And that cost is not financial. That cost is physical and mental. Yeah. You just got to be willing to commit that. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. You really do. Guys, if, if, if you're one or if you know someone that, that sits around and just waiting for an opportunity <laughs> to fall in your lap, I can promise you it's not, it doesn't work that way. It's it, not going to happen. You have to work for it. You got to go uh, get it. Got to go get it. Talking about it ain't going to make it come no faster either. I'm <laughs> here to not, tell you, folks. Tweeting not. about it. Posting about it. Whatever it is <laughs> right. y'all do, it ain't going to make it come no faster. No. Okay? That just ain't how it works. Go get it. It's literally, you got to get dirty. Yep. You got to get dirty. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, I'm telling you, my kids all the time, they hear it from me all the time, all the time. Go get it. Right. Just go get it. You want it. Don't tell it. me, show me. Yeah. They, they definitely hear that every day. Right. You know, tomorrow. Stop tomorrow, talking about tomorrow is August 1st. So those of you who are not in the sports community or those of you who never coached football or played football, uh, August 1st probably doesn't mean a lot to you. Here in the wonderful state of Ohio, August 1st is like a holiday right. for football players because tomorrow it's for real. Yep. Tomorrow it's for real. And all these kids have aspirations. Mm-hmm. Well, all of our high schoolers who are listening to this, at this point in time when you hear this, you have completed your first week of full practice. Yeah. I'm here to tell you something. A lot of you all are probably disappointed because you know what you didn't do? You didn't put in the time during the off season when nobody was watching. Because that's when it matters, when nobody was watching. So if you're disappointed and your season already isn't going the way you want it to go, understand, you didn't take control of your control. Correct. You didn't make the noise. That's what happened. Because here's what happens, folks. At the end of the day, you got to put it on the field. And when I mean field, I mean general. I mean in the business, in the classroom, wherever you are, you got to put the product out there for people to see. Because eventually, everybody has to do that. Everybody has to do that. You can only hide so long. So yeah. if you don't put the hard work in, don't expect the results that you're looking for. You're going to get exposed. Yeah. I mean, seven on sevens. Yeah. You got to prove yourself. That's live action. They got scrimmages coming up. Those are huge. Those are job interviews. High schoolers, those are job interviews. Mm-hmm. How many times I got to tell you? Go back. I think it was episode two. Treat it like a business. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, your coaches are telling you we're a family. We love you. But at the end of the day, they're in a the business of winning ball games. And they are going to put the guys in position that can win ball games. Fact. I don't care who you are, what your family is, what your last name reads, what kind of car you drive. Mm-hmm. All right? It don't matter. I don't care. When you show up to the corporate office, if you show up at a 1987 Plymouth Horizon that's leaking oil all over the parking lot, I don't care. Because when you walk inside and you produce, do you know what that guy says? That guy right there is making me money. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he drove. I don't care if you come in off the bus. I don't care where you get your clothes from. It's all about production. Correct. That's your noise. It ain't about what you say. It's about what you do. That's your noise. Make some noise. Make some noise. Make some noise, gang. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Halftime. Halftime it is. Yeah. Fun fact for everybody. I just learned this this week, okay? I think this is something we might start instilling. I just learned this this week. I can't use Josh's because it hasn't been fact-checked. We haven't trumped that one yet, as we would say. Um, Armadillos, eh? (laughs) I did not know that they residing in Florida, Okay. I find them weird. Armadillos right. there are kind of weird. They got like they got like built-in like armor. They roll. It's, it's weird. Yeah. They carry the virus for leprosy. <laughs> That's crazy. I <laughs> didn't even know that was still a thing. 
I didn't like, even know that was back like, to the Bible, <laughs> bro. When I heard that, I almost pulled over and I was like, "Man, I need to check that out right now because that dude's lying." <laughs> Armadillos reside in Florida and they carry the virus or the infection or whatever it is that causes leprosy. That is the weirdest thing I've probably ever heard. So now we just share that with everybody here in a little break. But okay. I had go, to share that. Let's go hunting. I had to. Sh- I had to. Sh- I don't know if we'd have to use like special arrows. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, ding! I don't yeah, know. You're right? They do have like an armor like. Could be like some vampire stuff. You got to use like a specific metal. I don't know. But yeah, no, but fun fact for everybody. So on that note, though, um, you know, this this podcast uh, would not be near as successful as it's already been. And uh, we're very fortunate to all of our listeners and providing us this success um, if it weren't for one man and one company. And that is Tip Hat Media. Um, Lincoln is our producer. He is our... um, Artiste, yeah. he is, he is a creator of many things. Our accountability partner. Uh, yeah, we get random texts from him that uh, he, yeah he he definitely keeps us accountable. He definitely sure. is uh, one of our biggest critics, uh, yeah. who we appreciate and love because he has an eye for perfection when we start talking about media. Um, so if if you're a company out there that's looking to take your business to another level and you need outreach, the best way to make noise with your outreach. Yeah is having a company that can put your right. uh, brand on a whole nother level that sure. naturally attracts people to itself. Tip Hat Media can do that. Uh, this guy can do things with, you know, whether it's uh, video cameraing, picturing, drones. Um, he can help you out with your websites, yeah. with your social media sites. Uh, he can create so many things and does it so quickly. Um, and he's so good at multitasking. I promise you, every person that works with Lincoln uh, feels like they're the only person that works with Lincoln. <laughs> that's true. And that's really a great feeling to have. Uh, we when know that's not somebody. the case. <laughs> no, I mean, the guy's super busy. I yeah. don't care what it is. Well, talk about making some noise. You know, Tip Hat Media, this dude is working with some of the, the biggest realtors um, in, you know, the Columbus area yeah. doing doing drone shots for these houses that are going on the market. So this guy is, he is making some noise in this industry. Um, and dude, he's taken off with it. So. He, he, he had a talent. He's crafted it. And now that craft is paying him back. For sure. So, yeah, uh, we're very happy and proud to be working with him, Tip Hat Media. Wouldn't be able to be here without him. So, Thank it's you. fantastic. Um, yeah, so moving on. Uh, colorblind. I told, I told Josh about colorblind, and he, he got all a little weird about it. So, <laughs> I, so I retired August uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. So, prior to that, I read a newspaper every day. That is how I received all of my newsworthy information. I literally old fashioned. You read a what? A newspaper. What's that? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like every day though, from front to back, every section, I read it. Well, you firefighters, you got a lot of time in your hands. We do. We do. Um, but I, I I'm old fashioned. Like, I like to feel things. I still read books. Right. I don't do like electronic well, books. Well, note taking, you like pen and paper. Yeah. 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 So um when I retired though, that that ended. Um no offense to the newspaper companies, but y'all are too expensive. And that's just what it comes down to. I'm retired, man. I'm on a fixed income. So I still get a once-a-week newspaper, which is our little local newspaper, okay. um, which I enjoy because it gives me a lot of local things, keep up with a lot of kids that I know. Um, but I have two apps on my phone. I have a news app that I get all my national news from, mm-hmm. and then I have a local news app. Okay. okay? That's where I get my news from. All right? I, I'm not a big fan of watching the news, and I'll touch base on that. I was shocked shocked this week i was watching my national news and um there's a video and as a uh mentally disabled 15 year old girl and she's walking down the street and she gets jumped by three other teenage girls and they beat the sin out of her i mean they beat this girl she's still alive yeah she was missing for days oh my gosh okay um, and someone videotaped it. Uh, and didn't intervene? No. There was a crowd. There was a crowd of people, and I was embarrassed um, by how much laughter you heard in the background. Oh, my gosh. And this girl is begging, you know, for a break. Begging. Um, and the only reason I watched the video is because, like, well, I'm going to talk about this. You know, I read the article. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm going to talk about this. Um, and it, and it made me think, uh, made me think about how I was raised. It made me think about a lot of things. And of course, everybody right now jumps to race. You know, we're colorblind, you know, we don't be colorblind. We've heard that a long time. Don't be colorblind. And everybody always adds that to race, black and white, whatever you want to do. 
I want to do something different with that. Colorblind. Let's be colorblind to everything. Yeah. I don't care what neighborhood you live in. I don't care what your house looks like. I don't care what kind of car you drive. I don't care what kind of job you have. I don't care what your um, financial status is. I don't care what your accent is. I sure as heck don't care what your skin color is. I don't care. I don't. And what made me say that is, is I'm not going to discuss the ethnicity of the people that were in this video because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And the reason I say that doesn't matter is because I started reading the comments on these stories. I thought I was embarrassed watching this girl get beat up, which was horrific. The comments equally as worse. Equally as worse. And I'm thinking this is an epidemic. Oh, yeah. This is as bad as cancer. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that. That's how serious it is. Right. I mean, the verbiage that is being used on a social platform that anybody can go on and read, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. There's a problem. So I start digging into it. I'm curious. Right. I'm like, I wonder how many people see this stuff. You know, I'm sure a lot. on my news all the time, um, you know, you see some things that our, um, our country's leadership like to go back and forth and banter like children, which I find to be absolutely uh, idiotic, but mm -hmm. that doesn't matter. So I start looking into this. I, I'm diving into this. So there was a study done in 2018, okay. and the study was done, where do people get their news from? I was blown away. By how many people in this country get their news from social media platforms? I'm talking Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, and there's like a couple, Reddit, some uh, things I've never even heard of. Yeah. But at the rate, Snapchat, 70% of high schoolers get their news from Snapchat. Yeah, I believe it. I was like, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Now, overall, 62% of people from the high school age through the college age, so we're talking from like 16 to 24, 62% of people get their news from a social media platform. Okay, you're saying, well, why is this important? I'm going to tell you why it's important. Number two, because you're allowing, whether or not you believe this or not, you're allowing the way that you think about other people, other cultures, other diversities, other people of different you know, backgrounds to be affected by what anybody can freely place on a social media platform with no balances, no checks, no fact-checking, nothing. Correct. Yeah. Anybody can post on that. Anybody. Anybody. And you're allowing that to affect the way you think. Mm -hmm. And right now you're saying, well, no, I just read it. I, it doesn't really affect me. <laughs> yes, it does. it does. Because I'm telling you, when you go back to see this story and read the comments, I'm here to tell you, it does matter. Mm -hmm. Now, I would never in my life condone what these three girls did. But I would be the first one to say, these girls need help. Yeah, They need help. Oh, no doubt. What makes you do that? What makes you do that? They themselves have an illness. Right. But all you see, I'm telling you, there was stuff in the comments like, they each need a bullet in the head. That, that's how you fix this? <laughs> because all this is going to do is create more problem, which is going to create more hate. Yeah. And then more people are going to say, oh, well, now this is an issue of them versus us and all this stuff. And the only reason you can say that is because you're privileged. You've never lived like this. And I know people are listening to this right now saying, dude, you're just a white guy who's talking like this. Right. Yes, I am. I am. But I'm here to tell you, I don't treat people like this. Right. It's unacceptable. And, and I will put my reputation up on the platform for people to pick and say, find it, because you will not find it. I don't treat people like that. So I don't know how to understand this. And you say, well, you've never lived in a culture like that. Okay, well, I spent a third of my current life in that culture. I was one of 10 Caucasian white males in a dominant black neighborhood. I worked there 24 hours a day, right. literally. And I left that building 20 times a day and I went out there, and I never had an issue. I walked in. I treated them with respect. Yeah. There's lots of them became like friends because you run on them all the time. I knew their children. I right. knew their mothers. I knew their cousins. Right. I just treated them like normal people. And it's funny because when I first started, they're like, oh, here comes another white guy. <laughs> By the end of it, there was a mutual respect. I respected them. They respected me. You can't really call it a friendship because you weren't spending time together. But you know what? We were two humans mm -hmm. who were seeing the big picture. How it should be. That's all it was. I, I, I didn't want to cause offense. I didn't need offense. 
But I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, of all these people who are getting their news from these social media platforms where anybody and everybody can post their own bigotry, their own hate, the disgust that goes on this, I'm here to tell you, our country's youth, the next generation who we are hoping and praying can have a major impact on the issues that we're having in society, this is where they're getting their information from. Now, do you want to hear something crazy? There was another study done in 2019, same study that was very similar to that one, okay? They wrote an article on this one. 57% of those who get their news from social media outlets say they have no they have no point in reading it and believing that it's accurate. 57% of them, they say, I know that it's not accurate, but I'm still going to get my news from there. <laughs> so why would you go to a platform that you know is spewing lies or exaggerations? Yeah. I don't, I was, I was like, what? 57, over half the people that go here are already self-admitting. Oh, we know it's not really true. Then why do you do it? It's entertaining. How is it? And see, and I don't understand that. So to continue with the story of this unfortunate young lady, luckily she's doing well. She's back with her parents. Uh, Obviously she's, she's getting the medical help that she needs. It was a horrible, horrible story. I don't even want to tell you guys when and where, because I don't, I don't want to spread more anger. It's sad. Um, if you Google it, it's not going to be hard to find. So the three young girls, I don't know what side is on, because once again, this is on my national news feed. And the title is three young girls who beat up mentally disabled girl just want to be left alone. <laughs> that That's the title. I'm like, okay, clickbait. I got to click on this. Yeah. So I don't know what social media platform it is. It's a video. These girls are hysterically crying and they're saying, they're screaming, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, will you just leave us alone? And once again, the comments are just out of this world. Berating and, this girl. Oh, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There is nothing okay with what y'all did. Not nothing. And bit. yes, you absolutely deserve to be punished in a fair court of law. Correct. That's just what has to happen. But as, in the, as a society, this is where we need to be stepping in. This, this is where we need to be working with these communities, be working with these parents, be working with these children, because this is, a, this is an illness. We talk about them assaulting this poor mentally disabled girl. Well, I'm here to tell you, these three girls are mentally disabled. Yeah. Because it takes a mentally disabled person to go punish Perform someone like that, like that and do something. And all the people that were laughing in the crowd, they're mentally disabled. And I'm here to tell you where they're mentally disabled from, because they're seeing that crap on their social media platforms all the time. They think it's acceptable. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's the problem. Yeah. You post it. It's so easy to laugh. LOL. No one's finding you. You didn't really hurt anybody. Right. But what you're doing is, is stupidity breeds stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> and as much as you're going to tell me, yeah, I mean, I just find it funny. I don't really get into that stuff, you know, but I watch it every single day. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, it's having an effect on your life. No doubt. I'm here to tell you it is. And it's not positive. It is not positive. Your body is a very simple product. Mm-hmm. Positivity in, positivity Correct. out. What you negativity put in, in out. negativity out. Exactly. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you were talking earlier about uh, Snapchat and like people can go on there and create these videos that disappear. Boys, I, I haven't heard more of a cowardice act than I've ever seen in my life. Let's create this platform where you can be the world's ultimate coward. <laughs> you can create whatever you want. And how, how long is the video? You, 10 seconds, I think. is what you 10 say. second video. You can say whatever, whatever you want, 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. You can offend everybody in the whole wide world. It's okay. It disappears. Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you something, people. That ain't life. No. That ain't life. No. And then when you get busted and you're like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Life is not social media. Right. Life is real world. Real people get hurt. Correct. I mean, when do we stop? When do we stop and we just say, okay. Why am I treating this person different because they don't look like me? When do we do that? I mean, folks, Abraham Lincoln, 150 years ago, and yet here we are still fighting the Civil War. Yeah, jeez. It's embarrassing. I'm, I'm speechless. I really am. Like, I, I, can't even, like, I, I can't even wrap my mind around this right now because I know it happens. I know, yeah. I know this stuff happens you know, daily probably. Um, <laughs> what's the answer? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. The answer comes within each and every... So that's what I was thinking. I was thinking a lot of people say, yeah, but how do we fix this? It starts with every single individual. 
Correct. Yeah. Every single individual, you have the choice to make. Yeah. You have the choice to make. If, I, if I'm an adult who has, a, obviously, an impact on people younger than me, whether it's children or just people that I influence on a regular basis, such as, as this podcast, mm-hmm. it is my responsibility to not spew hate. Right. It is not my responsibility to say, oh, well, this guy was murdered, but, you know, that's because a, a white guy did it. No. 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 It, it's, it's not, that's not what it is. This is human action. Okay, so this person is punished as a human. Not because of his skin color, not because of his background. Correct. Because of a human. Yeah. The human made a mistake. When we stop looking at people as color, then the world, in my mind, gets better. Because you know yeah. what? Humans pay punishments for human action. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. We need to stop with this demographical, what neighborhood you grew up in. What did it? No, that's got to end. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling you, don't be proud of your background. I'm very proud of where I came from. I'm very proud of, you know, who my grandparents were and my great-grandparents. I'm very proud of that. You should be proud of that. That's part of who you are. But we need to stop. We need to stop judging people for that. Well, and Mark, I think with what you're saying here, you know, I I think we were just kind of tearing social media apart a little bit. And I think you're absolutely right. I completely agree with you. That's not what his intended use was for. Right. And I think everything that it's put on social media, you know, you're right. It is, it's too accessible. Um, You can hide behind it. But I think big picture speaking here too, is our news is just as bad. Our news is just, our, 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 Big news stations are just as bad because they're going to show what people are going to view. That's all there is to it. So that's a whole other topic for another day. I was thinking the same thing. The reality is people need to understand what news medias make money based upon ratings. Correct. Yes. Okay. Ratings is dollars. Yep. So why would they go out and just spit the truth that has no drama to it, no exaggeration? It's no different than you watch the weather. Oh, boys, go out and get your bread, get your water, get your milk. We're going to be snowed in for five days. Yeah. The next morning, like, oh, I don't know what happened to that cold storm system. It got pushed up to the north by a heat wave, and we get like two inches of snow. Right. But you know what? Walmart ain't got a shelf left in it. Exactly. So it's like, did Walmart call Channel 10 and tell Channel 10 to run a news story like this? No, it's called drama. Yep. The more people that watch, the more dollars that we make. And it's no different than like with the police violence. It's no different than with literally gang violence or home violence. It's all exaggerated. Mm-hmm. They do it on purpose. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And and the reality is there's nobody checking them. There's nobody saying stop. Right. No, if you want to be in news media, tell the news. That's the end of discussion. Right. No, no. That's not how that works. It's like fact-checking went out the window. Mm -hmm. It's like good journalism has gone out the window. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And I I think it's so sad at the effect that it's having because what we've seen now, it's the dwindle effect. It started up high, and now it's reached all the way down to a level in which our young people are being highly affected. These are the next generations. You are the next generation. Yep. And if you want things to get better, it starts with you as an individual. I don't care what your friends do. I don't care what your friends think. I don't even care what your family thinks. If your family thinks something negative about a certain race or a certain demographic of people, be different. Yeah. Be better and be different and say, that's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be me. Well, guys, we talked about a couple weeks ago about removing individuals from our life that have a negative impact. I actually had someone message me. I was like, hey, I listened to episode whatever that was, and you know, I actually did some self-reflection on people in my life that I need to remove. This is the same thing. Yes. Social media, uh, news stations, don't indulge into the negative because what you indulge in is what will come out. Fact. Remove it. Remove those people from your life that you already have and remove the negative things that you're viewing with your eyes. It's that simple. It's that simple. If you're not having success in your life for multiple reasons, whether it's relationships, whether it's your work, whether, uh, you know, it, it's like this, your thought process. Yeah. Then you need to figure out what that is. If you're thinking all this negativity about other people and demographics, you need to wonder why, why am I thinking that way? Right. And then you need to make improvements on that. If you are not succeeding in your work life or your personal life, then you need to ask yourself, why am I not doing that? Why am I, why am I unable to make noise? Well, I don't know. Let's look at your screen time first. Let's see how much time you spend on social media because phones are so smart now, they tell you that. Priorities. We just talked about this too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, it just boggles my mind. I see stuff like that and I'm like, I didn't even know this stuff happens. Like, why is this happening? And I know a lot of people say, oh, it's just a dumb white guy with a microphone. I, I understand that and I respect you for thinking that. I really, really do. I would love to have you on our show. I would love to have that. Let me get your opinion. Please. Because the reality is, is I cannot wrap my mind around this. Yeah. In my world, this doesn't make sense. Right. 
And that's why you start doing your own research. I'm here to tell you folks, if you read something and it sounds so crazy, chances are it is crazy. Do some of your own research. It's so easy to look up and do research, find studies, actual studies that are done by actual companies with actual scientific math and data. You know, it wasn't hard to find a study of how many people use social media, how many people use social media for news. They give you all the numbers. I'm not going to bore you with a ton of numbers. They break those numbers down into race. They break them down into age groups. They break it all down. It's insane. But the big numbers are is 62% of our young people, that's how they're getting their news. I'm here to tell you, and I hate to say this word because you're going to instantly associate with someone else. It's fake news. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. But then the fact that you, 57% of you know that it's fake news and you still do it, Why? like that doesn't, even, that doesn't even make sense Why? to me. It doesn't even make sense to me. I don't get it. I mean, we need to turn the blinders off. Mm-hmm. You need to distract, take away the distractions from yourself. Utilize social media. I'm not going to tell you don't, but utilize it what it was intended for. Mm-hmm. It is a phenomenal marketing business tool. And it's also really, really, really good for individuals who are farly separated or, or family members who are definitely separated yeah. by afar and they can stay in touch share and they life. can share things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so great for that. It, it is. I'm here to tell you, it's not a dating tool. Um, it, it's not a news channel. Uh, it, it's definitely not for you to go out and, you know, uh, stretch your stuff. Cause I'm here to tell you those likes and those little hearts that light up. That's fake. It's fake. Yeah. You know, we're, we're losing a generation of communicators. We are. Well, yes, I agree with you. Uh, yes. It, at least one-on-one yeah. face-to-face yeah. communication. We're I, losing it. Uh, yeah. We're losing it. I mean, literally we've become colorblind to a whole generation of life correct yeah. and, and i don't get it yeah i don't get it i think um, where you were the reason i kind of stuttered there a little bit is i think this is a topic within itself and we'll actually touch on this one of these days yeah um but you know i, I overheard something you know i was listening to a podcast or something the other day and it was actually talking about how millennials millennials listening congratulations um you guys <laughs> we i i'm actually a millennial myself uh we are one of the we, we, I don't know, I don't think they said the best communicators out there, um, but they basically, how they said it was like, millennials communicate more than anybody ever has. We sure. do. Yeah. Because of, because of these phones. Yes. Um, but that, does that make us the best communicators? Um, maybe in a way, because we're always communicating, so we know how to do it that way, but face-to-face, yeah. Yeah. I would agree no, it's just hard. different. It is. Um, and I don't like to bring all this back to sports. I mean, guys, we have a huge sports background. I don't like to always bring this back to sports, but uh, once again, there was a tweet the other day, and I'm going to bring up a tweet, and the tweet basically said, if you want to see, um, see different people from different ethnicities and backgrounds come together to be one unit and one family, let me walk you into a football locker room. Mm. <laughs> yes. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because of the leadership mm. that occurs in most locker rooms. Girl sports, boy sports, I don't care what it is. The leadership that takes place in most locker rooms doesn't allow such ignorance. Correct. Because when in, in every locker room I've been in, when the word family is used, it's not just used, it's displayed. Yeah. It's displayed. And I don't care where you came from. I don't care right. who your mom and dad are. I don't care what color your skin is. No. It, it's, it's a group of individuals with one dream, with one plan, with one amount of effort. And the saddest part is, is you're like, well, that really doesn't apply to the real world. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. I don't care what your background is. I don't care who you are. We all have the same plan. We all have the same desires. We all want to be the best version of us, and we all want to be successful. The difference is, is we all act like we're playing against everybody, right. when the reality is, is we're on the same stinking team. Same team. Everybody is on the same team. There is enough success to go around. But yet all we do is knock on each other. That's all we do. Took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) It it just makes me want to puke. It makes me want to puke. Mm -hmm. I read that stuff and I get sick to my stomach. I just don't get it. I mean, I'm telling you folks, and you're like, oh, well, I didn't really know if that's where you're going to go with colorblind. Listen to me. Listen to me right now. Um, I am not the wisest of men, but I'm here to tell you right now, the way you treat other people is so vastly important, not just for them, but I would say even more so for yourself. 
Because at the end of the day, you're accountable for you. At the end of the day, you're the one that's got to lay down in bed. And if it doesn't bother you that you treat people like dirt, then you've got much greater issues than I could ever begin to break down. I'm here to tell you. I mean, there's nothing wrong being colorblind when it comes to uh, human interaction. Because at the end of the day, we're all on the same team. Right. And we all need to be treated with respect. And we all need to be loved. And we all need to be affirmed. For sure. And you know what? We all, we all make mistakes. Yeah. And I'm not saying these girls don't deserve not to get punished. They absolutely should be punished. That's the type of fair world we live in. Yeah. But you know what? They should also be forgiven. Correct. And, and guys, just so you guys can understand what Mark's saying a little bit more, maybe he's not talking to you specifically listening. But don't allow yourself and don't be that individual that just sits on the sideline and lets this stuff happen. Yep. Okay. If you're sitting there and be like, well, that's not me. I'm a great person. Good. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, Go make a difference. But don't, don't allow it to happen either. Yeah. Stand up. Go make a difference. Stand up. Good topic, brother. Yeah. Good topic. I like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a, it's a huge issue. Um, as a lot of you guys know, just listening in, in our, in our world today, it really is. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of things that need to happen um, for the for for to to see a change. Uh, we got to become one again. We do as cliche as that is. We got to become one nation. Yeah, one nation. I mean, it's one but it nation starts with God. each individual. It does. Let's stop blaming all of our leadership. Okay, yeah. No. Whether whether you like them or dislike right. them, I'm going to tell you right now. Let's stop blaming them and let's start controlling our own. Yeah, take control of your own control mm-hmm. because if you start it starts with you. That spreads. Does. That spreads. Start here. If they're not going to do it, so be it. Let them not do it. We could do it. Mm-hmm. Let, let us take our country back. Yeah. I don't need to be led by some of these morons. No. I'll, lead, I'll lead where I lead from. And I'm asking all you guys, lead where you are from. For sure. Be a leader. Yeah. Let's us make the difference. Because no I am sick and tired of seeing stories like this. No such thing as too many leaders. No. No. I, I just breaks my heart to see stuff like that. I want us all to be better. I see that stuff, and it just makes me want to go out and just start high-fiving people and encouraging people. Yeah. Be better. Good. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, yeah. make some noise. Yeah, absolutely. Don't stay be, away from um, Stay away from the, lep- you know, the leprosy-carrying <laughs> armadillos. You guys find one. Send us a picture. We'll go hunting for it. Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> stay away because that's some scary stuff right there. I don't even know if they have, like, vaccines for that. I don't even know. So, yeah. I don't know either. I don't know either. Yeah. Well, once again, Visionary Meals, we appreciate you. Yep. Um, if you want informa- any information on that, visionarymeals.com. Yep. Tip Hat Media, I know you can find it, tiphatmedia.com. Mm-hmm. And all of those, guys, all of those things can be done uh, on all the social media outlets. And I'll also tell you guys, too, exciting news. Uh, we're just now moving into the iTunes and Spotify. Yes, these um, yeah. these should be on these platforms uh, within the week, I would yeah. imagine. You, yeah, you actually might be listening to this episode now on iTunes. So SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Yeah. We're trying to make uh, ourselves accessible to everybody. And sure. I, once again, you cannot offend us. No. Uh, so if you think it, tell us. Please. Uh, whatever the DM is or right. tweet us or whatever, email us. Whatever, uh, get yeah, a hold of us. Let we, us know. We want this to be an open dialogue. Please, we really do. Please, like, I, I want, I want us all to be involved. The the handful of you guys that have reached out uh, through our DMs on social media, guys, that means the world to me. Um, I appreciate that. I yeah. am the one behind the account because Mark doesn't have social media. So, um, please don't hesitate to reach out if you have a question for for Mark that's not on the account. Um, oh, send it to John. Trust we'll me, guys. Get, we talk every day. Yeah, we'll we get talk every day. Um, but we appreciate that. So um, if you guys haven't come across our social media accounts, uh, please follow, like, let us know, DM us. Um, subscribe. Subscribe everywhere, yeah. guys. We appreciate that. Uh, the we, more people to do, then we start running the promotions and we make you guys even more involved. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. We want to get you guys more involved yeah. because we really do appreciate you listening in and tuning in with, the, with us. Because um, like I said an episode or two ago, you know, this is we're going to do this right together. We're going to all grow together. We're all yeah. going to become better together. Um, what I want our listeners to understand, this is not um, – we're not trying to utilize this platform to to fill our wallets with money. No. This this platform is meant to have an impact. Yeah. And we want this impact to be a positive impact. For sure. Uh, and it's only as good as the feedback we get from you guys. Yeah. Um, because just the same thing that we challenge our athletes for, we got to get better every day too. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the goal. And we know we're not perfect. Oh so gosh, no. We nope. know we're not perfect, but we're just we're here at least gonna we're gonna stir a fire and, and yeah. stir a conversation with you guys. Um, we'll, we'll Being better starts together. with us. 
Yeah. Yep. It does. Yeah. Fantastic. So guys, thanks for tuning in. Delivery link signing out. See you next time. Let's get it.